0: My guest today is the lead vocalist of the band Bad Guru. Spiritualists will tell you to live in moderation. Refrain from attachments to control emotional whims. Bad Guru says to live in excess. Love one another hard and boldly love thyself. They encourage their listeners to feel all the depth and complexity within. You have to feed the dark wolf alongside the light. Their spiritual gift is playing a conduit for something bigger than themselves. Their medium, one of my favorites, alternative hard rock. So I'm so excited to bring you the wonderful Sierra Crow of Bad Guru. Sierra, welcome to Mixin' It. How are you? Hi, I am really good, really
1: excited. We have a show tonight and we have this, so it's a full music day.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Exciting. I love those performances. And we're going to talk about that at some point in time because I do know that the group has been working on their performance presence. I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how the band was formed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So actually, it's kind of a fun story. Two of our current bandmates and I shared a guitar class. It was my senior year. I had a extra few extra credits and I was like, let's use these on music. And so I took a beginner's guitar class, and one of our current guitarists was in there. He was looking for that easy A because he definitely already knew how to do everything. And then our drummer was there as well. I noticed they were close friends and I had always had that that drive, that inkling to start a band. And so one thing leads to another and we're outside talking about our favorite artists and end up uh, deciding to jam together. And the rest basically was history on that front. The rest of the guys know each other from high school and from their previous band. And so it's just a nice Nice spiraling in for all of these different characters and energies to make their way to each other. really does kind of feel like it was divinely inspired.
0: And how long has the band been together?
1: I guess we started our,
0: our other band
1: my senior year in college, so 2000 and, what was that, 14 or 15? So we've been basically together since then. And in the last
0: couple of years, we've started Bad Guru, so probably, I guess, about three, three years now. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. It's always fun for me to hear how certain groups form. And it sounds like you guys found each other and it's... A marriage made in heaven. Yes, yes. It feels that way for us too. Wonderful. Now, I do know that you are a mental health practitioner. You do that by day which is absolutely fantastic. And the concept of flow and spirituality is very important to you. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how some of that actually plays into your shows? Yes, absolutely. So flow, man, what a big topic. Uh,
1: Basically what I would say about that would be kind of where challenge meets skill and that kind of like perfect little balance. so for me, it's it's sometimes hard to transition from my day life to my night life, and sometimes I feel like two different people, which is why a lot of our songs have to do with the yin and the yang and masculine and feminine energy, and um, you know being pulled in different directions, but also. Acknowledging that you can be opposites at the same time. You can feel all quote unquote opposite things and they actually go together better than you might think. So for me, flow, you know, it's been kind of fun to figure out how to get into my flow, like so I can reach that kind of conduit energy where I'm just going off the cuff and just being creative without structure and boundaries and limitations and filters. So One of those things is sometimes I just have to challenge myself more, even if I feel especially challenged. I know sometimes it's hard for me to get into flow because of anxiety or I feel like I'm not capable. But the one that's fun to work with is uh, challenging myself. So adding some spice, like if I'm stuck on a song, try to explain the perspective of a sociopath with empathy or something like that. Or make a melody for the song that expresses intensity and gentleness. So adding like a little game, gamifying it sometimes can help me get into that
0: creative flow. And it's
1: also kind of fun.
0: That's very unique because I know one of the things that you shared with me when we were gathering information for our show was that probably quite very challenging for you to kind of have that switch between being an empath and a performer because in many ways they're different but in many ways they're the same you know do you have any specific coping mechanisms that you use
1: that's the never-ending challenge for me is how to balance that and manage that because it's really really quite hard like let's say after a live show if something goes wrong or I'm pitchy or, you know, it's not perfect in some way, which imperfection is beauty. We know this, but it's really hard for me because I feel, you know, feel the room, feel whoever I'm interacting with. And I've had to learn a lot about how to not absorb that as my own and try to use that as a strength instead of getting burned out or being overwhelmed or holding on to everybody's pain for them. It's not my job to do that. I'm trying to remind myself as I'm saying this, um, but it's hard because, like, at a performance, if things if things aren't perfect, you know, I could definitely be beating myself up after it, and on top of that, I've got all of this energy that we feel when we perform. I mean, it's part of the fun. It's part of the passion is to feel all that and to... A lot of times in my show, I'll even use, like, physical gestures, like... I'll wave kind of the energy of the crowd into me, and then I'll wave my energy into them and So when I do that it you know we're we're both kind of feeding off of each other, and I have to make sure after shows, I take really, really good care of myself self especially with self talk because it's- I get a huge dopamine crash after shows and Sometimes I'm just, like, super introverted and hermity for a couple of days before I can recover and get back to my other flows. So um, as far as, like, ways that I cope, I pretty much don't plan anything the day of or the day after. I just know that about myself. I'm not going to want to go do a lot of things. I have to account for the self-talk, so I help get friends and um, my husband to help me. If they hear me saying stuff, I don't watch any of my feedback for at least 24 hours because that's not the time that I'm going to be most productive in doing post-show notes. It's probably going to end up being like a bunch of regret. And as far as like on stage, I try to just receive but not hold on to receive and give back. So it ends up kind of amplifying us both if we're both just receiving good vibes and energy and then throwing it right back to each other Kind of like a infinite loop of of giving giving energy to each
0: other. Okay, you've now made me really want to see you someday in Yay! concert. Because no, okay. I mean I th- I think it's absolutely wonderful, and I I love how you're so in tune with yourself and what you need in order to give a great performance, and how potentially that might impact you, you know, before and after the performance, not very many people are. So I actually think that's extremely unique and really makes me want to come and see you and the band perform live. You have been really working on trying to to grow the band's You know, performance, I guess, persona. What can we expect to see or what can we expect to experience? Yeah, so for me, stage performance, I mean,
1: I've been, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, I've been seeing in the mirror and dancing and pretending I was a rock star my whole life. And so, I guess that would be kind of a tiny experience. I have I was in theater a lot. So some things come naturally and it's very flow oriented. The better I do on stage is the less I'm I'm worried or I'm thinking. If I'm thinking too much in a show, uh what lyrics I'm gonna say next, oh here's the breakdown, you know, change my harmony pedal, that's when I get taken out of the present moment and so I do a lot of things to try to keep me in the present moment, lots of sensory things to try to you know, get into it if I'm not there. But it's pretty easy for me to just let loose and be a wild child because it's a lot of just energy that I have already and maybe even have to suppress another environment. So for the guys, it's been a bit of a process in letting them be their unfettered self and just be present and unleashed. So um, when you come to see us, I hope that, especially if you've seen us before, you see that we've grown a lot and how energetic and smiley we can be, but we each kind of created our own. We did it, I, I used therapy to help the band a lot. So we've done a lot of little things to try to get a more tangible representation of what we want to be on stage. So we each have our stage personas and that kind of helps, you know, if you're a stage persona, if you're not quite comfortable and just letting yourself freely fly the stage persona is kind of like oh I'm going to put on this little hat and it's a part of me but it's an amplified version of me so I think what you'll see is explosive energy from me specifically I can't stop smiling when I'm on stage unless I'm in a very you know moody song or something I know a lot of the other guys are drummer and one of our guitarists uh, they're big smilers too and I always look to them you know if I have made a blunder I'm sure nobody knows about it. look at them they're always smiling because they eat it up too so a little bit of moodiness a little bit of monk-like energy some spiritual there's always surprises we try to have like a fun gimmick or something at each show whether it's like a a yoga pose a headstand you know glow sticks or led body paint or you know lights I mean anything we just want it to be fun and interactive and we Definitely want it to be something different than what you've seen because, you know, some of our fans are coming to all of our shows. So we want to keep them on their toes. And then for newbies, we want to make an impression.
0: Oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. Sounds like so much fun. I'm definitely going to. Yes, I know. It sounds like so much fun. And I know I've seen some of the photos that you have shared. I'm like, no way you're doing that. So I love it. Absolutely love it. It's very unique and different because some of the other bands that I've interviewed have like really not, I'm not going to say that they haven't thought about, you know, maybe amplifying their performances with various different things because I don't know. But I love the fact that you're really looking at, you know, what can we do different from I think it's absolutely brilliant. I, I love it. Love it. So excited! So I'm gonna have to check out where you guys are gonna be playing. Maybe you'll be playing in my neck of the woods, and I'll have to come out and say hi. Yes.
1: Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
0: we always have shows on our Instagram, so that's a good place
1: to check it out. But yeah, the stage performance—I feel like the start of it all is just mutually deciding what you want to be projecting, not just in your music, but in the way that you perform your music. You know, everybody has their different gifts. You might be really good at your craft or your instrument. For me, I'm still working on my vocal ability and technique and all of that. But, you know, the stage performance thing is what I want to put all my eggs into that basket. And I've had to really, for me, it is a balance between if I'm really amping up the stage performance, then my vocal technique may not be as great as if i'm just focusing on that and not stage performance so for me i just had to make a choice for me it's most important to leave people going like wow that was fun or you're an animal on stage or whatever it is like those things matter a lot more to me than wow your voice was perfection or your voice was you know great this evening those those are fabulous compliments please (laughs) But um, what I really want to project is that. And so I think once we decided, we want to kind of project like spirituality and vibrant energy and presence and authenticity. The rest kind of figured itself out. Once we found out our values, then the rest falls
0: into place. Well, you mentioned your voice. So this is a great spot for us to share. The first song that you brought with you. Let's talk a little bit about Mama Said. Can you tell us what that song is about?
1: Wow, that is one of my favorite songs of all time lyrically because it was when I was really starting to understand how much complexity can go into lyrics in one song and as you know as a fellow creator like these these songs keep revealing more and more meaning the longer you're with them and what it started with isn't what it ends with and then there's everybody's interpretations, and it just grows and grows and grows. And so Mama Said is a song about divine feminine energy. The whole first album really is about the ends of the spectrum of feminine energy. So your open receptiveness, your compassion, your loving mother energy, that kind of stuff, um, the protective mama bear energy energy and preparing that uh, with the dark side, the chaos, and the fierceness, and the vitality, and the nothing will stop me to protect the ones that I love, and kind of playing into those via characters, a warrior, a mother, mother nature, things of that sort, incorporating um, all the things that are important to me about feminine energy into that, so follow the little story about you know, the different sides that, that we as women can express and that it's all, you know, they're not, again, they're not opposites. They are honestly two sides of the same coin. So giving light to that and not falling into stereotypes.
0: Love it. And I love the song. So we're going to play it for everybody now. This is a Mama Said by Bad Guru. As I mentioned, I absolutely love this song, and I love y'all's music. I am a self-professed alt-rock junkie. I love singing this type of music myself. I love listening to it because every group or every song that I tend to sit down and digest, so to speak, everything is different. And that's what really draws me to this genre. So I'm really excited yeah. by the fact that more women are getting into this space. This has probably been predominated by men, so to speak, right? And I love this whole, you know, creating balance between masculine and feminine energies. And we are going to touch on that. And the next question, but I think it's really great because I do think that we need more female presence in this specific genre. Totally. And we've
1: got to be supporting each other. And I, that's why I love what you're doing with all of this is because we're, we're on the, the girl power wave, you know, and we've all matured since our younger years. But I think hopefully there is A continued shift to support each other and uplift each other and, you know, amplify each other's energy. So I love what you're doing. Well, thank you.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We like to live by the philosophy of a win for one is a win for all. And yeah, some, some, sometimes, You know, some people may not agree with that so much. You know, I mean, we do know that there are divas out there. Let's be honest about it. Right. Found that a lot of people are just want to do exactly what you said. It's it's important for us to lift each of us up and you being successful helps me be successful. And that's what Mm -hmm. we're here to do. So totally. It's the big picture. Yes, exactly. You've mentioned quite a bit throughout our conversation about masculine and feminine energies, light and dark wolf, which is a fabulous analogy. Yes. A correlate between work, music, and home for you. It is a constant
1: practice and a checkbox that is never complete. And that's finding the joy in that process is I guess one of the secrets of life but for me I've learned I can really only it's kind of like essentialism I can really only invest time energy and effort fully into two things two realms of life so if it's music then it may not be work Um, if it's my home life or my relationship it I mean, it tends to be work that suffers, but may not be music. So if I can find any way to connect some of these so that they can feed into each other instead of being separate entities, that really helps me. And obviously that's pretty fluid with our our name, Bad Guru. Sometimes that's what I feel like as a shrink, you know, I'm a I'm teaching people things and by day I'm very it's more of the the light and the order and then by night there's you have to feed your dark wolf too. You know, it's not just about one side of you. It's what is the dark side, what is your shadow self. So with work, music home, those kinds of things, any any parallels I can find. Obviously work gives me tons of inspiration for how people think in perspective and wanting to advocate and give a voice and being able to empathize with the dark parts of people is super helpful for my music because I can express things that maybe other people may not or lean away from. And some people will like that and some people won't, that's okay. But I don't want to be afraid of of going to that dark place. So work feeds into music. Music, my relationships and home life, obviously feed into the music as well, constant source of inspiration. And then I think really just like, re-establishing what my priorities are every, every month or maybe even every week because I've got to remind myself that I cannot do it all and I'm not meant to do it all. So making a choice, you know, what is going to be your priority today? And for me, I have certain days that kind of go into certain parts of my life because otherwise they will get neglected. I have to create so much structure around stuff like this because there's a difference in knowing and doing and that that difference is tough for me. Sometimes I, I want to do it. I'm passionate about it. I love that. I know what I need to do, but sometimes it's just hard to do the the damn thing. So like Fridays are my music days and I, and I may do a few work things here and there, but really I, I try to honor and respect that that's my music day. And, you know, Wednesdays are my errands and home days and mornings. I'm lucky to have a a job that lets me create my own schedule, but I still have to schedule my free time because otherwise who knows how I'll spend it? it. probably won't be towards my highest self or my goals. So it's hard. I'm sure you know it's it's hard to balance all three. And sometimes it feels like if you put stuff into one, it takes away from the other.
0: Yes. No, I can certainly relate. Like many musicians, I have a day job as well. I'm, you know, married, have kids, right? So between work, my own music, plus my podcastings; it gets crazy. So I can certainly understand the whole scheduling challenge and making sure that you're taking time out and fitting everything in accordingly. And I'm a big scheduler too. So Yeah. <laughs> Live and die to...
1: by the planner.
0: <laughs> Great place for us to take a short break here from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is chatting with Nat. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on The Sim Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard and we're back on mixing it with Nikki Chris on the SIM Radio Network and my guest Sierra Crow of Bad Guru switching gears let's talk about songwriting do you want to take us real quick through your songwriting process
1: yeah so for us it's
0: it's all about the jam
1: so the guys they're so good about spending their time in the creative process so they work together a lot and we always you know we practice together we let it naturally arise we jam something we like it and then we just keep working on that idea and all of its many iterations so usually they kind of create the framework for the song I catch the vibe I hear them out on what was in going through their mind when they were creating these sounds and then we have a concept and Then I, you know, through the jam, I'm thinking about melodies and just letting those things flow and recording it so I can go back and remember it. And um, last is always the lyrics, because, again, it changes so much the meaning as you're as you're writing your melodies and writing your lyrics so. Those don't get finalized until, for me, I'm a big procrastinator. Again, perfectionism. (laughs) Um, But I'll, I'll probably have about a million different edits before I finally settle on what feels good for everybody. And then we go to the recording.
0: Awesome. One of the questions that I ask all of my songwriters is, Do you have a songwriting tip or trick? that you would like to share. So is there anything that maybe you have learned or something that you do that you would like to share with our budding songwriters?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm all about the tips. Uh, they're tangibles. I like tangibles. Uh, yes. So this is not credited to me, but I read a book a while ago called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I recommend It highly, I audible everything. It's a quick audible. I want to say like three, three hours or so. But what I like about her, again, with the tangibles is she gives you exercises and she introduced me to a really great concept uh, as well, which is it's about being a prolific musician and writer, not being a perfect one. So the practice, the practice, the practice, just creating rituals and habits around doing something creative, but two of the things that are coming to mind, one is taking yourself on a little artist date. Sometimes I got to get myself in inspiration mode. So I usually connect with childhood because that's where a lot of creativity for me originated or I'll go... You know, buy something that makes me feel good on stage or go to a creative place or a place of beauty to kind of get me into the mood and the emotion behind how I want to be writing. And the second one that I really like to think about is she asks you to write down what are three champions of your creative self-worth and what are three enemies of your creative self-worth. And those fluctuate from time to time. But Writing those down has been helpful for me because then you have a path to be a prolific musician, believe that you are, believing that you already are is kind of the whole thing of it all. But writing those down was helpful for me to kind of see where I need to strengthen and what I need to lean into more.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take that tip. Love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's, It's a fun experience and it's something that you can do more than once as you as
0: you grow. Excellent. I love it. See, I asked this question on purpose because I <laughs> usually learn something new myself. So it's self-serving. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's okay if
1: it's selfishly motivated and it also helps everybody else at the same time. I feel like that's the vibe.
0: So. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about the second song that you brought with you. Uh, tell us about intuition
1: intuition
0: I like this one uh, a
1: lot too uh, because of the title and really the sound of this one is my favorite part Um, it's, it's hardcore it's intense and hopefully you can feel some of the pain that I was feeling when I was writing it but essentially it is in reflection of a loved one that passed and kind of in the weird limbo after, you know, feeling very connected, but, you know, wanting some sort of dream or spiritual sign that they were okay and that it was all good on the other side and kind of like feeling this huge disconnect and being immersed in grief. And really this was leaning more into like the the anger and the nostalgia of it all and um, just, you know, crying out into the universe I I wish I could have helped you. I wish I could have been the one that um, could have done that for you and you know, we can't. We can't do that for people. They have to do it for themselves. So, that's essentially what it's about.
0: Well, this is another wonderful song and we're going to put this on. This is Intuition by Bad Guru. <laughs> Dirty wonderful song. I really enjoy learning what these are about because sometimes it's not what I was thinking. Oh, I was looking <laughs> you at know, that. I mean, you No, know, it's really great because and that, that actually goes to show that, that you guys do a really great job from a songwriting perspective because one of the things that I love is when you listen to a song and I interpret it one way and Somebody else may interpret it another way, but then when you ask the writer, "What is this actually about?" They're like, "Oh, what was about this?" I'm like, "Whoa, wow, okay, well, yeah, that makes yeah. total sense, but that's not how I interpreted it." So it yeah. shows that you're very thoughtful in your writing, which I love, absolutely love.
1: Having. I like to keep that open ended for sure. I think the singer yeah. of of Oasis. He he doesn't ever share what his songs are about, which is really hard for me because I would just want to tell everybody everything mm-hmm. and all forty things that it was about. And so it's it's a balance between like leaning back and let people fill in the gaps, but also, you know, if they're interested, give them the give them the alternate uh perspective or expression, interpretation. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we sign off, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners.
1: Thank you so much
0: for asking that
1: question. The first thing that y'all could do to support us, very quick, very simple, we're trying to grow our Instagram and Spotify following. So we're Bad Guru Band on Instagram, and you can find us on any streaming, music streaming platform. Spotify is our personal fave. So if you could just click that button, it takes two seconds. It feels so supportive for us to see that number growing and have some sort of measurable for our ability to express and connect with other people. And the most important thing that people could probably do, we have an album that's coming out at the end of this year. We're working on heavily right now. So um, obviously social media will keep you connected to our shows and stuff, but really if you could come out to our shows, it's a way more fun option if you ask me, but engage with us in our mutual shared love of music and help support this upcoming album That would be so awesome and so appreciated by us.
0: Wonderful. Well, guys, make sure you go hit that like button on all of those sites. Make sure you're following and streaming on Spotify. It's very important for us to support all of our independent artists because, you know what? It's tough out there. There's a lot of music to listen to and band that I want you guys to make sure that you follow and stream because they are absolutely fabulous. Sierra, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to hearing more from you and that guru. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Mixing It. Mm -hmm. On behalf of all of us here at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.